0: Welcome back to class, everybody. It's two rude dudes getting crude. Sometimes in the nude, but that's never on the video version. And
1: definitely not together.
0: (laughs) I have three Jolly Ranchers in my mouth right now. (laughs)
1: It's kind of grotesque
0: to have on (laughs) like... This was a complete disaster of my mind. I was wondering if you were going to... If I should have waited, or you're just going to suck it down to the intro. How fast do you think you can get through a Jolly Rancher? A one, a two... (laughs) (laughs) Break your molars off. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I uh, I'm no more candy for me for the month of November. I had a lot of candy on uh, the Halloween week. This is a surprise and also a lie. I know. <laughs> uh, I I might might hold myself to that. No and case. frankly, you just having Jolly Ranchers out to tempt me is one, one? Uh, no no. It's egregious. It's you know unbecoming of you. Well,
1: I didn't know. First of all, <laughs> but second of all. <laughs> It's Jolly
0: Ranchers. It's Jolly Bro. Ranchers. You you have historically been a Jolly Rancher lover on this show. Did I you, mean, didn't you say <laughs> choice candy? All things considered. Um. So, what's the flavor profile going on in your mouth right now with all three at once? Mm. Is did you go with the same flavor or are you just mishmash? So, here's kind of my philosophy with Jolly
1: Ranchers, and this is just wild, but take your notes, kids. I always do three at a time. Interesting. Also weird. I know. Ah! But You said it, not me. <laughs> I go through the ones I hate the most first. I actually vibe with that with Skittles. So grapes, out and this immediately. I eat those and get rid of them. <laughs> the ones I love the most are like the kind of, I'll just say
0: strong flavor profile. I'm a watermelon guy, to be sure. That's crazy. I don't like watermelon. So I'm assuming that the watermelon in that bag is already gone.
1: Actually, those are the ones that they look so much like cherry that sometimes kind I of, can't find them. They slip through the cracks and they kind of make so it. So that's a little... what's in my mouth right now is like three straight up watermelons.
0: Ooh. Wow. Watermelon Balooza in your mouth. So the the three flavors I like together, which is just
1: a wild scene, <laughs> green apple, okay, blue raspberry, and cherry. And it just like, ooh, it's a menagerie Powerpuff of Powerpuff
0: Girls style. Boom. Get all yeah, it's red, green, and blue it's literally pokemon it's literally your starters pick one nah i'll take all three <laughs> imagine you just like beats the shit out of oak professor oak <laughs> just cracks him over the face and the jaw
1: that just you picks. can't find these anywhere else i'm taking them now <laughs>
0: yeah, they're mine now and like someone comes in behind you it's like i literally just robbed you do not get a pokemon adventure you i are- guess a pikachu it's survival of the fittest That's what Pokemon is. And if, you know, you as a trainer
1: have to be tough. Isn't it wild? They made it seem like they're so abundant in the Pokemon world. And then you play the games and like you can't get any of those things anywhere. You really can't. I think you could
0: maybe find a Bulbasaur. I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, maybe just through trading, maybe. But all things considered, you're right. I would rob an old man for all three of those starters. (laughs) I would have beat Oak's ass. (laughs) How dare he makes me choose. Like, I don't deserve all three. I mean... I'm a champion, after all. <laughs> a champion in the making. Oh, uh, but today, interesting, interesting pick of what we're going to talk about today. This is something that you brought up randomly, right? Because you were just kind of scrolling through Hulu. And I'm like, yeah, let's, let's try this one.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of these shows that I hadn't watched previously, but I knew, like, at the time, people talked about it a good bit. Yeah. Uh, Guilty Crown.
0: 2011 produ- production IG uh work And again when i did a research kind of uh polling the the internet space back in that time in 2011 to see what you know people were saying then you're right it was shockingly hyped and i mean i i guess back in 2011 we were kind of fucking around with the big three at that point we were just getting into college so i mean like that that's at least where i would put my brain i was watching bleach for the first time actually in 2011 um i remember that in my freshman dorm i just hook through it, and my roommate thought I was the weirdest, but screw you now, <laughs> I have yeah, a show. whatever your name is. Whatever your name, I won't dox I'm trying to get better about that. Uh, who cares? Steven? <laughs> it's not Steven. No, I am
1: i don't know what I was watching in 2011, probably, definitely Big 3, right? Yeah. Um, Maybe even like a Death
0: Note entry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right around where I was starting to branch out. I think no, couldn't have been shot. Char- that's around the time again. That's when I started branching out into isekais because that's when the whole Sword Art Online kicked off. A year after that, so mm. very interesting pick. So, Guilty Crown. Ethan and I had a little pre-discussion before this episode, which makes it going to be an interesting discussion. Ethan, where do you where do you land on this show? Borderline masterpiece. I I can't. <laughs> I gotta disagree without, a with how mythical masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> well, you okay, Mister Borderline masterpiece, ten thousand foot. One minute go. What is like the show kind of just tangentially about?
1: So it's really hard to explain. I know. It it is all over the place. But the general idea is there's this basically genomic virus. A lot
0: of genetics happening here.
1: That's going on in this city brought about by essentially a meteorite Mm -hmm. that crash landed on Earth and basically big explosion in Japan. Lots of people turned into crystals. Oh, co- what! Like, <laughs> it's like think about like blood turning into a crystal, like getting like hardened and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it's sort of the vibe I was gathering. Mm-hmm. Very Doctor Stone esque. If that actual thing killed people,
1: yeah, they called it like um like frequently they mentioned it was a cancer and stuff like that as well. The
0: cancerous cells. They called it the apocalypse virus,
1: R- which pretty fire name yeah and
0: a virus very metal as fuck
1: sort of like a resident evil vibe to me
0: yes yeah i mean it, it had a little bit more you know space flair with the whole meteorite oh, and whatnot but this kind of resulted in you know japan being locked down and governed by this organization called ghq i believe it was yeah and with with their like ss yeah like uh, attack
1: force called the antibodies the which is also kind of a sick name
0: right and so there's been it's been 10 years since this big near apocalyptic event happened and now japan is kind of this i i don't know is it like a uh, like a business bu- bureaucracy essentially a business run society there's just kind of locked everything down and this organization has a hand on everything in japan
1: It definitely was weird, the way that the, like, political landscape looked in this show. Mm -hmm. It seemed like Japan was sort of this pariah, because we see later on that the UN kind of comes into play a good bit at the end. They do, yeah. And they kind of look at Japan as, like, this thing that they helped out and they tried to, you know, tolerate, essentially, but now, you know, this this new outbreak, they're going to put them down.
0: I I really did enjoy that, you know international tension between like, you know, Japan is to everyone else basically you know toted as you literally can't govern yourselves. We as an international entity have to do it for you. And a lot of people in Japan defy this idea, like, no, this is this is like a cultural attack. Like we're losing who we are and people think we can't govern ourselves. And, you know, there's a moment where that one general dude that uh the American guy, Dan is it Eaglehead or Eagleheart? Mm-hmm. You know, the the blonde haired guy he's like what would japan do without us right and i think that really summed up the whole you know political uh i don't know scenario there that just like everyone has a perception of japan is literally helpless and only we can step in to save them you know
1: Very yeah i thought that, that was really interesting but there was also this scene this is basically the end um where a un battleship from the u.s was coming to basically launch nukes against against japan literally smear japan out and they said isn't it weird 10 years ago we made this exact same trip to come help them and bring them like you know basically aid yeah right and now 10 years later we're coming to eradicate them
0: And, and i think that's you know kind of leads into the forces that be within japan that are kind of trying to drive and help the people against question mark this virus because That might be where I had, like, one, my initial, like, weird what the fuck, because what is, it was obvious, you know, again, spoilers for the show, it's obvious that the plan was never actually to help and govern, but the forces that be trying to accelerate this virus to start a genetic reworking of humanity, essentially. So it did seem pretty counterintuitive, to do it in the place like this, I, I don't know. It just, the motive seemed off to me.
1: Yeah. So, I actually really like this about the show. I think it, I don't know if, you know, it was a progenitor of this kind of idea, but if you remember Bird Box of recent years. Yes. There'd be those guys who were infected by the virus. Mm-hmm. And they were basically compelled to try to make other people look at, you know, the bad yeah. things. Right. To also be infected. Mm-hmm. Um and and I got that vibe heavily from sort of the guys at the top. True, yeah. These guys were the antibodies that were supposed to be stopping this, but it seemed like a lot of them were progressing that across, you know, different, you know, classes and yeah, casts of society. Um, but I, what I loved most about this show, I will explain it in a couple seconds. Like, kind of get back into like more of a summary. But what I really liked is. The show was, like, the most
0: insane roller coaster I've ever been on. Yeah, I have to agree. It was very up-and-down whiplashy, and it wasn't in a bad way. They hand, they handled that well. The shows can basically run off the road, essentially, right? And we've we've watched a couple of those recently that it's just, where, where the fuck did that come from? They seemed like they had control of the ride most of the time. There was one weird whiplash that we will get to when we kind of talk a little bit deeper about it, but overall, pacing was pretty good. It was all right. Um, It was it was
1: odd pacing, I'll be honest. I had a little bit of a trouble, like, binging it. And I yeah. think it might just be because of how the whiplash, right, of going from insane situation to really chill situation. Uh-huh. Um, But I think that kind of led to more of, like, what I was saying, like, makes me feel like it might be a masterpiece. Okay. It's like, okay, back to kind of, like, the summary. Our main character, Shu is related to the doctor that basically was the progenitor of all the studies related to this genomic resonance and kind of like the original um, apocalypse virus. Like Everyone's
0: related to everyone somehow in like this doctor, show. Like doctor, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, so he's got this interesting ability where he's able to pull out voids, which are these powers that come from
0: individuals' hearts. Right. They're kind of just manifestations. They do have kind of a stand vibe a little in terms of personality tying to the power itself but not everyone can use those voids they have them everyone has their own some of them are kind of useless like that one remember when he was going around and looking for a certain void and some kids had like a fridge <laughs> some people had like a there's fridge there's one guy out of wrench there's like all these kind of dumb
1: dumb voids but the point i think that was interesting is this kid is living his normal
0: life he's rich as hell just kind of like chilling he is Rich as hell, like his apartment is so rad. Yeah, I would love to live it. It's like lofted a little bit, but not. And he has like literally like so much space. I was pretty jealous, actually, of his situation.
1: But um, you know, he's living his normal life, and then he's sort of caught in this weird situation where he's forced to get involved with a sort of te- what they're considering a terrorist group. Yeah, it's basically like you know a grassroots organization trying to take back the rights of the Japanese because um, I I think it's sort of synonymous with what we're seeing in the real world is like the media is kind of dealing with a lot of people's perceptions and changing, you know what I mean? Like if you look at some things in certain ways, it makes things look like et cetera
0: is happening. This show was a very, that's probably one of my biggest highlights of the show is it was a very well-written execution of, demagogy in like just what it would look like in a very dire situation you know a deadly virus going around and the media spinning things to tell their own story through their own lens seems pretty topical right now so it was a very it was poignant i think not just because of the times we're living in now but we have this real world picture to paint it against right so it i think watching this show in 2020 kind of hit more than i think the creators thought it would frankly right and that
1: might be the title of this episode yeah guilty
0: crown in 2020 kind of hits different kind of hits a little different though yeah for sure um but yeah shu really kind of kind of falls ass backwards into this and for better or worse as a main character i i liked him until i didn't
1: (laughs) i liked him i didn't like him then i liked him and then i didn't like him
0: yeah why was why do you feel so wishy-washy i don't know i can't really put words into it well so I think it's
1: because he never had, like, a like a strong sense of self.
0: Yeah, for sure. He was willing to fade into the background, always.
1: Right? Yeah, but also, like, when it was finally time to take power, he took it, and then, you know, he, he just was a very emotional character.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: And, um, I don't know, he just, like, even the rest of the, you know, people in the show... They were all kind of up and down, left and right, you know. Yeah. Like, there was frequent times when his friends would want to kill him. Yes. And then, like, an hour later, they'd want to save him. Mm-hmm. Like, ISA, the the wheelchair girl.
0: Yeah, uh, ISA. ISA. ISA, that's it, She yeah. was
1: so up and down with him. Sometimes I thought she, like, loved him. Sometimes I thought she's going to kill him. And I'm like... <laughs> I think it's it's more of a realistic look at humanity, though, because I don't think people are as even keel as most shows kind of portray
0: them. I was just going to say, you know, when these shows were like the mantle is presented to our main character to take it up, like you're saying, it's pretty convenient and easy to say, why does not he just nut it up when you ourselves have not really been tested in this way? He had to do some pretty fucked up shit in this in this show. And, you know, he handled it, I imagine, how I imagine normal people would. There's a lot of PTSD and trauma that he goes through for stuff that he had to do. And that at least made it believable. But there's also that uh, anime fan urge inside of me to be just like, just fucking nut up and do the job, please.
1: Well, I, I think that's kind of like one of these situations where anime sort of misses a mark for me. Mm-hmm. I, I think in situations where you're constantly faced with, like, really bad decisions, yeah, people are numb to them eventually.
0: Of course. Yeah. But, yeah.
1: but this kid is, is constantly struggling with decisions, and I just don't think that that's realistic to, like, human nature. Right. I think eventually you – I mean, like, I, I don't – There's like some pretty insane, uh, you know, like uh, examples in the real world I could use, but I don't particularly want to say them on mic. Of course. Uh, But it's just like, say like, you do bad things over and over again, you kind of, your mind changes and then you start thinking those are sort of mundane and it pushes
0: boundaries. Right. You have to, to keep getting the novelty, you have to keep going deeper. And I mean, I think anime in that same vein, you know. At the end of the day, it is a medium that tells a lot of fantastical stories, literally often stuff you can never see or be or feel in the real world. There's a lot of those, you know, people watch power fantasies because they want to put themselves in a in a story, in a character that, yes, I would prevail if I were tested. Right. And in there's romance fantasies we talked about a little bit that, you know, could be a little dangerous because you can see you want to see yourself in those things because you want to kind of live that fantasy. A show like this keeps the characters pretty grounded in how you'd expect people to react to pretty wild shit. So uh, the one thing I guess I wasn't the biggest fan of is the whole memory re-jogging concept. I felt that was a little bit of Deus Ex Machina from a storytelling perspective because we had no allusion to that up to that point, right? Um,
1: Yeah, so... The first time we see the picture of him and Haruka, his, yeah. his mom, yeah. there was this girl that looked a lot like
0: Inori. There was that, that yeah, Telegraph. That was pretty good. And that was maybe ten, episode 10. I think so, yeah. When the first time we got to see Haruku, Haruka. And so, and so I'm a little bit
1: like, what the hell's going on? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. is, is Inori his sister, but he wants the banger? Like,. you know what i mean like i do i do i I think this show did a good job of of keeping us completely in the dark until it was like absolutely necessary for us to know certain situations right right like think about guy and shoes relationship Mm -hmm. he's even in the dark about that for so long
0: yeah and i guess it felt like there could we have said on other shows that you know i think we said in the balance unlimited stuff that telegraphing is kind of a a hard line to walk right because too much and it's kind of a your boring story it's a boring story your your twists don't have punch but too little and it feels like where the fuck did that come from you want to have that line where if you go back and look like oh this oh oh you have a bunch of those oh moments when the drop happens I didn't quite get that from the guy drop you know that hey I you know we you found me as a kid like we did have a lot of memories together uh that to me didn't feel, I don't know, super satisfying because I was like, "What the? Where the fuck did that come from?"
1: Yeah, I would say guys spent a lot of time catering to this kid, right? Yeah, and so I don't know, like he pretty much like she would f them over constantly, <laughs> but they would, yeah. they would, you know, do a lot to keep him sort of related to funeral parlor. Yes. And then there was that final time when she was having very, like I felt reasonable reactions to what he was seeing. Like um, he was having a hard time kind of reintegrating to normal society
0: with the whole stuff with June. Yeah. yeah. with uh, Yahiro's Hero's little brother. He had to, he had to do some really deplorable shit from an objective standpoint. But if you look at it through like what he had to do and the fact that, you know, June is being twisted by this disease, I don't know. It, it, that to me was a very realistic thing where he'd basically freak out every time he'd have to go back to quote unquote work with Funeral Power. So I did like that a lot. And it was very, you know, uh, yeah, I'd probably freak out too if I had to do that shit.
1: Yeah, I think it's just um, like seeing him like, being consumed by the virus, right? Mm-hmm. And it was then, rough. Uh, yeah. you know, I don't know. It was justified absolutely. The kid asked him to do it and he said, Look, I don't wanna I don't wanna continue living and then end up hating my brother, right? Yeah. And for so sure. it was it was sort of a mercy kind of situation. Obviously it doesn't make it easier for, for um Shu not even but it's enough. really the the kind of consequences of his actions. Yeah. And, and like sort of a, this is so dumb, but a great power, a great responsibility type situation where he's got the king's hand, the king's power.
0: Yes. And I, the one thing I liked, though, that that theme was translated prior with Guy. You know, just because I'm bearing all this weight on my shoulders doesn't mean I'm not feeling the weight. Right. Right. And that, you know, and it kind of comes back to Shu having to do the do the hard things. And then he's starting to feel that weight. That was a fantastic theme all the way through the show. It's why I think it's a masterpiece. I think. Yeah. I think the idea of
1: the tragic king, the, which they even mentioned like a storybook, like uh, kind of
0: folklore the, version. Wasn't the story of Damocles or something like that? There, that story. If you hear about that one, where well, there's basically a famous, I think it was a Greek thing, but basically, probably yeah. two guys, a king, and a and a poor guy where basically the poor guy was at this feast and said hey why do you get to be king i want to be king okay cool and he becomes king but this sword will always be hanging over your head that is the tragic that's the tragedy of power is that the more you wield the more danger you're in and you know the, the the weight is proportional to that power that you wield and this show did a really good job translating that because i don't know if this show aired in two chunks because it certainly felt like two kind of adjunct stories. 100%. It
1: was wild.
0: Yeah. So maybe before we talk about that second half, I wanted to pick your brain about voids. I'm not sure. Let me finish I, the the tragic king thing and then we'll go to voids. Perfect.
1: Because, I mean, it's just like, to me, really the crux, the crux of the of show, show and, and yeah. what, what made it, like, without all the periphery and stuff like that, you have just this core concept. Yeah. I think it makes it a masterpiece of its own right.
0: Interesting. Um
1: anyway, so the, the story that um Hari had mentioned that she the her first love essentially, mm-hmm. this is as she's dying. It was like really an sad. insane scene. She mentioned this this kind king kind of idea uh-huh. where if you're if you're almost too nice as a king, you give away all your possessions and stuff like that, people end up just wanting more from you, right? Mm-hmm. Or eventually they don't need you anymore and they get rid of you, kill you, sort of thing. And you know, there's there's a point at which being too kind does negatively affect you in relation to leading. People walk all over you, um, especially in a king situation where you're supposed to be that that resolute power. Yeah. You Know eventually people are going to say, Why do we need the king if, if you know, we're as strong as him, we're as rich as him, things like that? And, and it really went to the heart of the leadership style that both Guy took and then, um, Shu later on yeah, at that right. point. Um, Shu sort of had a twisted version of it because at this point, uh, the switch was a little odd for me, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where I was at. F- for instance, Guy, um, he was vulnerable one-on-one yes and everyone seemed to love him but but i realize the reason that the two leadership styles they're very similar but guy had such a a better kind of response Mm -hmm. than than shoe was able to get is the common goal kind of idea yes so if you are kind of let's just say a douchebag of a leader (laughs) but technical term you know like a, a, a tough leader yeah right right but you're doing it for a goal that everyone buys into do you remember that one time they're going to do this thing and he basically says half you aren't going to survive yeah Shu like says oh well, i'm not going to do it then
0: we plan to lose about 35 percent of you and he's like that's so one in three years dead yeah and everyone looks at him like duh yeah of course how dare you that's they even said how dare you disparage our efforts because this is what we want
1: right yeah and so it's kind of a difference in leadership, um, prowess, and skill to realize there are going to be losses. The question is: Is everyone like willing to fight against them? Like, I, yeah, uh, fight for something. And I wanna, and that's the difference between the the fu- funeral parlor as a whole yeah. versus like his school regime that he set up when yeah. he was king. Is funeral parlor? We're all kind of. Individual people that came together to fight this this GHQ or whatever it was called, the antibodies, yeah, and basically try to fight for Japan. Right. Obviously, they're cast as terrorists and all these kind of bad things, but they know deep down that what they're doing is right, and it it sort of shows. Like, I kind of a lot of times I'll I'll kind of make comparisons to what happened in like U.S. history, et cetera, et cetera. You know, all of America was behind World War II. Because we knew the, the the, you know, absolute disastrous leader, you know, Hitler and all the bad things that he was doing. Right. Like he was a obvious bad on the earth, and we all came together and you know, people would lie about their age so that they could go fight, you know, against the Which, um wild, Germans. Why right? to
0: me. Right. But that's to the point.
1: And then you you kind of look at that versus a Vietnam where it was not sort of this this national interest, essentially, where everyone agrees that it's the right thing to do. Right. And so you had this, this difference in opinion from, like, the rest of population as to who was good, who was bad. Everyone was down for World War II. Almost, like, half the people weren't down for Vietnam.
0: Yeah, so... And the- so
1: it kind of, like, shows mm-hmm. that if you get everyone behind you for a common goal, like, leadership makes... It, it you know, you can sort of have a little bit of waiver with your leadership. like you can be that resolute, kind of like seemingly douchebag re- leader, right. What, what Shu never really had was a common goal. And I think his his reign is solvable, I think, very easily. okay, And we can talk about that a little bit later once okay. we we get through the voids and stuff like that. But I just I really thought you know that difference in leadership style and sort of like the the guilty crown right like just the the titular you know name yeah is you know each of these um let's just say kings in this scenario have to do bad things they have all this stuff on their conscience
0: yeah and to that to that end i found the show very complex because it was in the way that they kind of threw the themes out you know they weren't shy about knowing what they had they weren't very soft about it there's very I use the word ham fisted a lot, but this being in your face worked to the show's benefit to show that starch, uh a like contrast between the two guys. Because, I mean, you never really felt like a whole might was right thing with guy when he was in leadership power. You you know, truly the opposite with literally almost on paper might is right with Shu, and that I have more on that later. But I mean, I uh, I really did like funeral parlor as a group i mean like they were obviously fighting for something they believed in against an entity that tried its best to you know disenfranchise the truth a little bit because they were always trying was it say say or the sagai sagai yeah he was so sick i know he was awesome and he was just kind of like dropping little nudges to shoe early on like hey man he's not exactly the guy you think he is i don't know he's just kind of like giving a little little bit sly shit Um, and then you learn that they are actually, in fact, assholes straight through and through So that, that, uh, veil was quickly lifted. So I, I, and again, I guess that leads into this organization, funeral parlor, all that voids. I even now am unsure if anyone really knows what a void is. Like, how is that even fucking like, they never explain why someone can do that outside of that one throw it from guy that it's trampling on the power of the gods. Essentially. Um, the only thing I can kind of, like, gather
1: was the genomic resonance, the kind of, like, gene or whatever. Okay. That, like, the few people could inject mm-hmm. to use. Yeah. Seems like, I
0: I mean, resonance
1: would mean... It's like,
0: literally, re- you, you're able to resonate with their genome and it make some kind of like manifestation. physical,
1: you know... Okay. Manifestation. Okay. Which I can, like, borderline understand. Yeah. But, like... I mean, it's it's really one of those things where they create this power system in the show based off of a meteor that has, <laughs> yeah. like, weird shit going on with
0: it. And they don't really, like, fully dive into that. And I think that that's one of my big gripes, I'd say. And I think it's just because this show bit off more than it could chew at a lot of times. It, like we kind of alluded to the last episode, that this show really tried so many things. Like, really went The distance, or at least tried to, on so many genres, school, romance, mech, sci fi, action, power, shown, and stuff like that. That I, I think this is what we're seeing as a result. You have to make concessions. Oftentimes, in places, you really don't want to. Exposition dumps were a big problem in this show, I think. And that was probably because they didn't have the time to do everything. And they say, fuck it, exposition dump. Just here's a whole dump. Here's flashbacks. Here's just a dump of new information just to get it. In your brain, because they had, didn't have time. They didn't have time and room to do it. So,
1: yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't particularly, it didn't bother me that I didn't get like a full explanation of voids because I think they did well enough to tell me what they do and why. Yeah. To where I was like, okay, whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause like, it's, it's sort of a thing where there's only one guy in the world that even like sort of understands this. Yeah. And he got killed. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, it's not really surprising to me that all these random, like, if you really think about it, normal people know how all this works. Yeah, that was a little strange. People were just, I guess not everyone knew. The that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It doesn't bother me that they didn't know how okay. it works because literally only Oma. How would you ever know that? Yeah. Only Oma knew what the hell was going on. And then that other guy who was reading his research. Right. Exactly. Um, so
0: who's brother. If that's a concession you're willing to make when watching a show like this you're going to have a better time for it. I just recognized that is this the black box thing I want to write off and say I don't have to care how this works. It they kind of had to be cuz the rest of the show was pretty well fleshed out. Um I didn't quite understand the um just like how someone got stronger with using the king's hand, I guess they called it, or void pulling, cuz he just suddenly after 2 weeks got really good. At being able to pull a void, like without having to go anywhere, or touch anything, or just shoot, could just do it from afar, right? He did it to Yakuto or Yahiko or other guy, <laughs> Jun's brother, Yahiro. Yeah, Yahiro. Yeah, yeah, uh, so yeah, again, well, maybe. What do you mean? Well, remember they're having that conversation after the whole uh, thing went down with the crystal tower, and he's just like, "Yeah, now I don't. Now you don't. I can do this without making you pass out." I can just have them pulled and uh, because before he would make them pass out. And he didn't have to know how to do it any other way.
1: Yeah, I, I would Again. definitely say that was one of the, you know, gaps yeah. in explanation.
0: Didn't sure. really make a lot of sense,
1: but um, maybe I'm just cherry picking. Maybe I really am just kind of like the little things, right? Well, but, I mean, I think it's fair. Like, it seems like. Everyone fainted for the first
0: half of the show and then it changed. Because I like that element of it. Because if you're using somebody's and they pass out, you kind of have this extra element of, oh shit, I have to protect them too now. Like It was definitely cool, but I don't think they could have continued toward toward late
1: game without the ability to like shoe's own one was like being able to take other
0: people's into him. Which was rad as fuck to me that was op sure but rad as fuck
1: yeah i mean but obviously that kind of stuff is impossible if everyone's just like freaking eating it yeah you <laughs>
0: everyone know? in the room just drops right it. um the car scene was sick though so good i love that i love that whole thing where you just like hot swapping out yeah voids so cool who do you think was was your favorite void i guess outside of shoes like of the pre- of the people who wasn't a one for, or all for one essentially the girl with the fucking scythe was sick that was cool I liked the shields the the what's her face well I Ariza? hate her you can hate her but I like her but vo- we can talk about characters in a second because I'm curious to hear what you have to say about her they did such
1: her. a good job of making me hate so many characters that I loved
0: <laughs> at one point yeah I, uh, I loved hers because like that whole scene with him on the boat blocking like air to sea missiles essentially that are just flipped on their side yeah so sad <laughs> And they're just having out in like a nice little dance on the inside of the ship, and he's out there just fuck, 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 fuck. There's like seventeen thousand missiles coming at me. Um, but that one might be my favorite. The legs one was pretty cool. I like that one. That was amazing. Yeah, high mobility. Essentially, you just fly. Especially
1: because she's like, I just want to be able to walk again, you know, sort of thing. Like right, like run fast again, essentially.
0: <laughs> or at all. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, that's what it was. Well,
1: because she said, you know, Guy gave me the ability to run again.
0: Yeah, right. By
1: getting in the on- Enclave.
0: Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, you should. Enclave, whatever it's called. The Endlave. Endlave. So, characters wise, I. That Daryl dude. I hate love about... all of them. I hate love all of them. The daryl dude kill them all daryl kill them all daryl barely killed them all literally freaked out after seeing his daddy have a little affair with the secretary just took took what essentially was a gundam sized gun this close to his face and just blasted him and, and uh emily i think her name was the secretary seemed reasonable yeah it seems like a nice reaction he was always a little tweaked upstairs though right 100 <laughs> percent. yeah when you name yourself kill all daryl i think that <laughs> yeah that's that's a nickname you gave yourself that's how you want to be known optically um why do you hate why did you hate uh ariza is that her name yeah that... i think um she was like hot for guy
1: yeah like unnecessarily i think also they really they really did shoe dirty they did shoot her. I know he was, like, kind of a hard ass. Uh-huh. But they did him absolutely no favors.
0: Yeah, when he was kind of... He felt like he had to take on that persona in the second half because of the desperation everyone was feeling. But, you know, it's easy to criticize. It's easy to criticize. It's not easy to lead.
1: Well, that, and she's just, like, potentially could have gotten them all killed by telling them
0: exactly where they were escaping. Yeah, and then they have to use, like, doubles to get out of that situation. Um, no, so, they just, like, luckily got out of it. Oh, it wasn't the wand? That wasn't the wand scene? I thought she had uh, told them where they were then.
1: No, 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 it was way later. Like, the very last, they called it Exodus, was the episode.
0: Oh, Operation Exodus. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they, okay, you know what? Fuck her She really bit. fucked them <laughs> over. And then she joined the enemy.
1: Yeah. Which she knows is trying to kill people.
0: Yeah, that's it, very strange. It was just sort
1: of like... I guess camping him, join him, but it also didn't feel that way. It was like a like a split personality, like super love for a guy.
0: Yeah. Oh, she's who was hot dead. To trot. Was it, like it, it felt like there was like a Lazarus pit somehow, and they brought him back. Just a casual Lazarus pit. Hey, we're pulling cameras out of hearts here. Of course, anything is possible. I mean, resurrection seems odd. <laughs> it seems like the extreme even for this. Um. Character-wise, too, man, we do have to take the elephant in the room. What's up with the women in Shoes' family? What the f- what? What is all that? Well, none of them are like related except for Mana. And Mana was, ha, huh, oh boy, really trying to get Shoes. Uh, trying to think of a his Adam. His <laughs> yeah, he wanted that Adam and her Eve. <laughs> they wanted to make some forbidden garden bullshit.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, the way I understood it was clearly this this meteorite is messing with her psyche.
0: Well, well, all lies have a negative truth. It's probably probably buried in there anyway. I kind of My- doubt it. <laughs> hey man, with some of the animes that are out there, I don't doubt it that much. It could very well have been. Um but yeah, man, that's second half. What what a what a strange what a strange turn to take and up to that point actually in the show i had a big gripe about why why have this school angle at all like cut out all the bullshit with him being at a school just yank his ass out find a reason why he'd have to because guys presumably the same age right or similar age yeah as a shoe so basically and they have mad funds too so i mean just yank him out of like just Do away with the school thing. And then the second half with the school kind of, you know, society that was set up, then it had merit. I get it then. But I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of stuff that didn't have to a half ass. They can polish up other things. But I really, really enjoyed the second half of this show. Fucking awesome downward spiral for him.
1: Yeah. And I think the The idea of having the school was great because they were able to split up funeral Parlor. Yes. And, and basically like kind of have to like re-grassroots it.
0: Yeah, from the ground up. And I mean that is something it was a great look at how like how do you govern a mass of people that have no system in place at all. Like Like you said, it's like literally from ground zero. How do you do that? Um I, I think the list concept was a dangerous game to play because you basically, like you were saying before with the ruling, common ground is a fantastic way to rally the people behind what you believe in, but also making them believe that we are the one collective. You know, the where I think Shu went big wrong was he kind of got behind this list system. You weren't a collective anymore. You are now literally ranked your individuality is you know has more merit than the collective right that if you were hot shit and your void was actually pretty dope you basically were a key to the ruler way more than someone down building like was there fixing like a ship or some shit and um
1: no they're like uh they're diving for like a crashed military ship. that's okay, that's what we're trying it was. to get like uh like weapons and food and and antidote from it,
0: yeah, so I mean, you kind of lost that whole thing. You are not funeral parlor, you're number sixteen on the list
1: absolutely right? it, yeah. it was one of the the biggest mistakes they made as a regime mm-hmm. um kind of love talking about it like that. It but, is a regime, it's a regime, but uh basically. Like you're saying, in Funeral Parlor, even the people that they're sending to die, right? They all feel like they're involved
0: in the. We situation. We are Funeral Parlor, right. Yeah. So and
1: he didn't take that to heart, I don't think, enough. Because when you striate like that, you're already ranking people and you're saying,
0: these people I don't care about as much as these people. Yeah. And that's a big mistake. And there's that scene where the lower-ranking ones were basically asking him to pull their voice out so they could train up. I love that part of that. Yeah, that was good. But then you basically, because of that... Striation of people by their ability. If you try to up ranks in one, others are like you're not helping a group grow. You're helping this section of people on the list. So I think the list was the root of a lot of bad outcomes and why he had to be kind of a little dickling, frankly. You know, it was bad juju, absolutely. Um, and I think I mean that's obviously the
1: point, right? Yeah, right. They wanted to show like once you start thinking of these people as tools you know yeah. they will be assholes and think of you as a tool right
0: <laughs> exactly tool to them tool to you
1: no like like they used him to escape and then they killed him
0: yeah That's like so shitty
1: which like i don't know i have these like personal gripes with people that basically allow really strong characters to carry them somewhere yeah and then turn on them when it's
0: like convenient it's or just like, like kind of shitty right yeah it's
1: pretty shitty like you could have gone your own way at that point. he's not still your king. There's uh, no reason right. to now go blast him. they don't they, <laughs> yeah. and it's like it's like this sort of dissonance between did you ever start that? I don't know if I did apparently not.
0: oh no well i'm gonna i we can I can animate the first half of it <laughs> um,
1: this dissonance between <laughs> what <laughs> it's audio only today between what like. What is so difficult about ruling? Like, people don't understand why it's difficult unless they do it.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, you, and you. there's nothing to prepare you for that. Even with the mentorship of a good leader.
1: Well, what I'm saying is that they they think his job was easy because he was being the asshole, kind of like, let's just say, czar, kind of looking guy. Yeah. You know, the Stalin-esque dude. Mm-hmm. Um, like, almost literally. But, you know watching his friends die and all these things that he has to do. They don't know if, like, pulling voids is hurting him. They don't know all these things.
0: That's fair, right. And
1: so they just view him as this, like, complete douchebag, like, uber-powerful nerd. hmm And it's, like, it seemed to me the situation that really, like, they could have gotten out of this whole, like, dumb situation in the first place. Yeah. Imagine, so they unanimously voted for him. Yeah, right, right, right. And the society was working well originally. Okay. Even with him as leader. Right. Imagine if they, he converted them essentially all to like sort of a funer, funeral parlor-esque, right, situation. Yeah. He says, look, guys, we're going to start launching offensives and little like operations all around Tokyo. hmm At different parts of like the gates and stuff. Yes. Or the walls. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna like slowly dwindle the ghosts, the ghost soldiers or ghost like onblades
0: yeah, ghost squad or something like that.
1: Um, kind of numbers. And we're gonna show them like we're not gonna just lay down and die. Exactly. Everyone gets behind that message. He's able to use their um voids, the voids yeah, because everyone wants their voids to be used to help. You know,
0: fight back essentially. And there it is. I think that equal merit, equal usefulness for the cause, right? Because if you are in a group, but you're told you are literally one of the most useless persons to help me enact a concept or enact a goal that you believe in, that I got you to believe, but I don't believe that you have, you know, some place in enacting that it's 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 basically taking agency away right so yes i think the other thing too then on him is he didn't have the creative leadership to utilize you know voids in creative ways right he just said ah you're low on the list fuck it right
1: right which is the major difference between what the first half funeral parlor and Mm -hmm. the second half school regime was like yeah guy was doing all these insane operations like kind of guerrilla warfare all over doing like very specific things with very specific um voids yes and that's what made the first half so cool is like wow he knew this guy had a
0: door opening void yeah this is how you get it done right and then why the second half was like a little frustrating i guess to me it was amazing to watch but it was frustrating to me because like dude you literally had exhibit a of how to do this shit right right in front of you the entire time, but I guess that does speak to what we said. There is no preparation for it. Even if you watch the best example of leadership when you're when you're in the shit, it it rarely goes that way.
1: Yeah, and I think you know some of the kind of heartache that I felt at least in the second half was how inert shoes government felt. Yeah, right? It, it seemed very... Um, I mean, they were each doing tasks and stuff, but he wasn't really doing anything. Yes. Imagine if he was leading on the front lines of these little operations. Right. At this point, his, his like, um, synchronization with Inori had him the ability to, like, basically swing his sword and mountains just, in the distance will
0: explode. Just fuck everything up, almost like a Susano style. But yeah, it's like, he... It's it's so funny you say that cuz like that looking at guy he didn't have all this power but he was on the front lines you know you knew you could trust him to be out there with you where the flop the the flip side is Shu had all the power to do it all himself but didn't do jack shit Right
1: he let everyone yeah.
0: else do all the work Right and th- the the sick irony of it all is that when he found his own void he needed other people right he needed all those voids he couldn't do it himself So I think there's an that's a fascinating irony in the much later game in the show is that, you know, for as much as he said, you're worth something, you're worth less, you're worth more, they all kind of amassed themselves in his void. And it wasn't, again, it wasn't individuality anymore. It was a collective, even with his own power. Just made everything one lumped up OP thing. So, I, uh, I do really, really like those fights in this show. I was fucking...
1: Just really quick on the last point. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then, you know, Haruko's kind of um, reminiscing about his father. He didn't want to be alone. He actually wanted to hang out with everybody, yada, yada. Yeah. But he was, like, the only guy who could do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, I don't know. I just, I loved, like, kind of the philosophies the show brought forth and kind of, like, the differences in all these people. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, I didn't like all his friends would... You know, change their back on him every five minutes. Yeah, right. And then you know, Yahiro's surprised. He's he's like, you know, thinking about him negatively. It's like you you literally sent him to the Gestapo at one point. <laughs>
0: yeah, he sent him to the Gulag. You're done. like, come on.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the- and he killed your brother. Like, yeah. I'd be pretty pissed about that, too. Well, it's not
1: that. It's like I I would feel like there's something coming, some retribution eventually.
0: You have to. Yeah. You mean. And the thing is, and he never even I found it interesting that Shu never even kind of made an attempt to justify his actions. There was justification for what he did. He was asked to do it by June. Yeah, but.
1: Okay, why did Jun ask you to do that? Ooh, because he said he would hate you because you put him down.
0: Now Yahoo Hero is a emo bastard. Yeah, right. So I mean, could he have? Yes. Should he have? Debatable. Um, but I think where where I get off on this show being you know good, maybe great, not borderline masterpiece is because <laughs> while the philosophies in this show were really engaging. And the way they strung it through the characters and their uh, relationships with each other was very well done. I think they had to trim away some fat around this. You know, they didn't have to go crazy with. I think the apocalypse virus was cool. It just it, there there felt like a lot of fluff around all of that. Right. And it kind of got in the way to me. Like the romance stuff kind of got away a little bit of that for me, too. I don't know i'm trying to find where they could have cut some stuff away to let that stuff shine through more so i actually think the
1: both those things were necessary i think the thing you cut out is doth interesting because even now i'm not really sure what the fuck doth was about
0: what? yo that, that's a, that's a good point i think he was just meant to be like second half baddie kind of because it was revealed that like his group was actually controlling ghq
1: yeah but like they did such a poor job explaining what Doth was. Secret yeah. organization. <laughs> yeah, secret organization. Who cares? Right. And this guy can like teleport. He can What was that about? You know, like it, it just like that was the biggest day of ex machino you know, of the whole show. Is
0: Once everything seemed like they're in the clear, boop. Yeah, suddenly
1: teleports in. He <laughs> can not be killed because he like <laughs> literally a, a more, unravel his body like he literally was like the
0: the alien from Gleibnir. Yes, he could touch your forehead and just drop you're done. Um yeah, so me yeah, again, that could be trimmed away a good bit the the romance here and there. Yeah, and that's some more of personal genre preference. I think it it added some good character development and flavor in the story. Again, I I just I think it might be around what the the evil organization as a whole a lot of that was a lot of weird chaff essentially that you want to cut away it just seemed like i don't know i'm trying to find the words for it um con like convoluted like you know that that there of the tragic king that that main core philosophy was great i mean that was awesome and i think just by Phenomenal, how, even. By, it was maybe... it, was, it, it Potentially a masterpiece. It, it itself was phenomenally done. It's all that other stuff around it just to give people agents, like, reason to be agent in the later half. Like, the school regime stuff was great. Locking down Loop 7, boom, you're kind of struggling to survive. Boom, you already had a setup without any more huge, massive incoming threats. Like, anywhere between mana and you know ghq uh you had all the cards and then you just kept playing other other shit
1: the thing that had me confused is unless those guys at the top were infected somehow yeah like in in, in, immense jealousy doesn't mean you want to end the world there it is
0: like (sighs) what yeah because definitely they seemed a little more intense about their goals than someone who's being calculated and actually having a a goal that makes logical sense. I think Sagai they did a good job with because
1: yeah. he was like straight up insane, sort of like a... Bet-
0: <laughs> he was tweaked.
1: Betelgoose.
0: Yes, tweaked. I was going to say, he remind me a little bit of, uh, you know, Sloth. He very tweaked
1: out. Yeah, like Sloth, Betelgoose, all those kinds of characters that are like tweaking about something. But the actual head... Like, jealousy doesn't cause you to want to bring an apocalypse. I mean, they would get really jealous. It doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. You're not going to be able to do this. But yeah, so that, that does seem like infection.
1: But was, when, But they didn't explain it. Like, if they had said, he's infected. That's all they had to say. Like, say, say he brought Mana to the office one time, and, and they met, uh, and she, like, yeah. shook his hand. Imagine, like, that instantly solves one of my biggest gripes. It's like, why does he want to end the world? Did they ever explain
0: why some people can get the disease and just turn into rocks and dust and other people don't immediately? Like, Mana? Because she was, like, crackling and then wouldn't turn into a full, you know, purple crystal, essentially. It seemed like just, like, different rates of conversion. Interesting. Interesting. Ding. Interesting.
1: Um. (laughs) Oh, Uh turns out I did not put my computer on um
0: On silent? <laughs> yeah, like do not disturb We are no. we are we are good on our tech shit too. We are
1: completely terrible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But I mean that's that any anything else you wanted to get off about Guilty Crown? Because um
1: Yeah, I, I, I guess I wanna it, get off a lot. I wanna of- get off a Guilty Crown. <laughs> Nori, what?
0: What I uh favorite I guess my favorite character was that was not really in the core cast. I really liked the how uppity that blonde haired general, Dan Eagle, Eagleheart, or something like he that. He's awesome. <laughs> it's like, do it with guts. Like, that's every American. Do it with guts. But
1: then he ended up being like an actually good guy. He tried to save America. Right.
0: Yeah. And he's not a bad dude. He's just, he's very, I'm like, kind of, because he's one of the, he's like the one guy in GHQ that truly believes what they're doing is good on the international stage and really genuinely wants to help people. That, I like that a lot. And um, there's a lot of characters like that in this show. So <laughs> Why would you stop firing? We're out of missiles, sir. <laughs> We're out of missiles. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, You didn't think that would happen. You fire one, block. Fire them all. Block, block, block. Oh, yeah. Where are my missiles at? How dare you they do this to me? <laughs> You said fire them all. You said fire them all. Sir, what's happening? I just like the idea. That it's like, you know, these things that they go up, they can go that way, too. That tip, the tr- tip the trucks over. That's pretty smart. Um, I was... I- Haruka really confused me.
1: It, how do you figure? She's, she was constantly helping the bad guys, but also
0: not helping them at the same time. Was she believing that what they were doing was work needing to be done? I was as confused as I've ever been about her motives. Yeah.
1: I I know she put in back doors so that funeral parlor could deal with some stuff. Right. She had to get the genomic resonance stuff. But she didn't really do a lot to help Shu, whereas yeah. she yeah. knows everything. Like, right. She's literally, like, one of the one of the smartest characters in the whole show, and also has been there for the whole history.
0: Yeah, she is the one with all the information.
1: I mean, she was fucking there at the
0: lost Christmas. <laughs> exactly. She just ran away, you know, to go get daddy. Yeah, exactly. So then Shu found, in the middle of it all, just kind of, and Guy getting up and saying, I'm going to go get stronger, waddles away. Where was Where is Haruka? I, shrug I, shrugs yeah i uh, she was very confusing to me but i i love that he like finally like
1: realized how much she did for him yeah. she explained the whole situation because i was like she's really fucking young <laughs> i was really confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah right
0: <laughs> we didn't get it until the journal right when the flashback with the journal at the end yeah yeah and then
1: and- uh i also thought it was weird like early on when the first time we ever met her she yeah. like came back and Anori and him were there
0: yeah, and she was getting drunk in her underwear. Yeah, but like, odd.
1: but if it's his actual mom, it's not like super weird, right? Yeah, I don't and think, then and yeah. then we find out it's like his stepmom, and I'm like, ah, ah I get it, why he's like a little bit weird. or
0: intensifies. Let's go. And then, um,
1: um, you know, I thought it was odd, and Nori looks exactly like Mana.
0: Yeah, I, that was
1: a pretty big telegraph. Maybe I should and, shut my brain and then off. She comes in. <laughs> and she doesn't really like say like this is really freaking weird like why do you have the clone <laughs> she knows
0: that is weird right <laughs> why do you have the clone
1: R- isn't that odd yeah and she- like thinking back now that we know at the end that she's like been super involved this whole time
0: i guess i find it weird too that yeah there was never any moment of shock from her right, right. there's no concealing of anything either she was a world-class liar Or they just forgot about that. Hmm,
1: She Hmm. might be a world class liar. (laughs)
0: It might be an actual liar. So, honest to God, out of 100, where do you put this? You sound like (laughs) you're seeing pretty high. Oh, man. i put this at a staunch 84 out of 100 purple crystals. I liked it. It was beautifully, beautifully animated. Fights were so smooth and clean. Um... I will put it at an eighty-eight
1: to a ninety-four, somewhere in there. Whoa! I legitimately think that the underpinning of the show is extremely solid. It's the, it's
0: the strength of the show for sure. Like
1: absolutely mythical level, like storytelling.
0: I and I don't think this is one for people where you just want a popcorn anime. Like it, it can be that, but you won't get its full potential unless you really sit down and give it give it that credence that that it needs because. I think, in my opinion, the second half was better than the first, um, just because I love seeing that, okay, now it's my turn to rule, let's see how I do it, whoopsie, daddy had a mistake. I also think this is going to be a show where everyone's everyone's rating is going to be drastically different. Absolutely. I've I'm sure
1: thinking. that somebody's going to watch it as a result of us talking about it and be like, fuck, that was a 70 max.
0: And then there's other people are going to be like, 84, that's it? Yeah. And that's going to be, that's insane. Um yeah, I was actually doing some MAL review skimming after I was nearly finishing the show and um spoiler alert, those reviews are dumb for the most part. Just cuz it's either like 10 out of 10, there has never been an anime better than this, a 2 out of 10, this is all sh- this is the sh- most shit thing I've ever seen. It was what you said, they were just everywhere across yeah. the board. But some some people had pretty good takes on it where, you know, a lot of people do agree that it feels like they tried too much and it got in the way a bit of what they actually had that was brilliant here um, what that chaff is will be up to the individual yeah I I mean
1: I think they definitely did a lot but I don't I think they executed fairly well on most things. Doth was the only thing that was just like out of the freaking blue. The <laughs> the Kyoheens or whatever.
0: Oh, that the rich family that or, was. Teresa's father, like, yeah.
1: made no sense. grandpa. I didn't really get all that. Really, there's like, a lot of like, lot where of, was he? Was he in Japan? Like, I think so. There's I, a lot it, of it. Just
0: like was dumb. There's a lot of forced serendipity in involving all the students at some point. Like somehow, like I know their voids each individually were purposeful but it's very shocking to me that all the core cast has you know the best voids yeah wow they all have the s class voids weird literally i this is i have the ability to cut life i have the ability to literally open anything any conceptual thing oh i have a fridge but he was z level right open boy was
1: f it's like wow wow
0: he's literally breaking extraordinary he can do a b and e no sweat (laughs) just like cop i'm here to take your shit he's not even breaking and entering he's just entering (laughs) yeah yeah, you're still breaking right he just opens uh but yeah go go watch guilty crown it's on hulu dub and sub did you watch it in dub or something (laughs) what do you think okay dub boy of course uh sub sub voice casting was fine it was nothing to write home home about, but it's fine.
1: Yeah, I'm just
0: I gotta, get, I, I gotta there's get my an option. Sub, I gotta get yeah, you have it as an option. Um but yes, it is on Hulu. So thank you everyone for coming to class with a little guilty crown action. Just two rude dudes getting crude. (laughs) And not this time nude, but the camera was off this entire time. So you'll never know. You'll never know. So if you want to normally watch with your eyes and your ears, hello, YouTube gang, I might just make this a full animated waveform one, but it'll take, what I might actually do for this one is actually give you with the beefy computer to render it, to render that ish. So um, what else we got? literally just had a brain train wreck just yeah then. so totally if you want to
1: follow us on instagram
0: yeah, at Weebology Podcast, dot yeah. podcast yeah memes on memes on news sometimes giveaways we've been finding some more i feel like we bled all the all the good ones dry so long ago and now we're starting to find more again i think we i think i'm gonna start posting more again yeah we can easily do
1: that um Twitter, at WeBologyP. There if you want is. to email us, WeBologyPodcast at gmail.com. You can literally say whatever. Say what's up. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Tell, tell us shows watch. Yeah, to watch. tell us
0: something to watch or just want to say hi. Um, just tell us how amazing we are. That's also totally cool. That's actually preferred. If anything, that's how you get ahead in the class. That's right. You get, if you want to
1: go on our Patreon, yes. you can go to... Patreon.com Patreon slash, slash, slash pod, webology, that's right. Yes. Oh. And, uh, you know, sick little uh, bonus podcast over mm. there. Syllabus $3 sidebar. and up. Yes. Tears.
0: Sometimes anime, sometimes not. Riffy lo-fi high fives. Occasionally. I think we'll do a high, high vibes. High lo-fi high fives. Uh, I like <laughs> it. Yeah, and if you want to listen to us with just your ears, go to anywhere you get your podcast fix like comment and subscribe on youtube and give us a five star and a word review on apple so we can pop up on other people's suggestions get yeah, the don't word you out i want to make everyone weeb?s yes don't you want to bring them all to this fantastic seminar come into our bosom yes into the lab <laughs> bosom but until next time i'm ricky and i'm ethan and this has been a webology i think my void would be a book that's what I, I, want. Don't I, I don't know if mine would be a burrito Maybe o&. a trash can Maybe <laughs> a trash can